Welcome to Mystery Outsides and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and today is my birthday. Happy birthday. No! Riverdale has <laughs> ruined it. <laughs> Normally, Riverdale starts on my birthday, and I thought, hey, Riverdale's going to end on my birthday? Cool. What a nice celebration. It's not. It's not. It's not. This is. This episode is bad. And we've but said that before. If we didn't have a podcast, I would probably <laughs> quit the show. I think this episode would have made me quit the show. No, yeah, full on. I, I, we have a podcast. I'm sitting there. I'm like, can we just end the podcast? Can we just stop? Does anyone really want season six? <laughs> we Maybe just... we could just do Shadow Hunters from now on. Yeah, can we just not do this anymore? It's real bad. They've been writing the show for like six years at this point. I know it's season five, but you get what I mean. Six years. Why are they better at it? How are they so bad at their own show? It's like, it's like they bring in a whole new writing team for every single episode. Who and, is and not they, allowed to watch previous episodes. They just have someone who watched the last episode describe it to them. It, it's like, it, yeah, so it's like they're playing the most yeah. high stakes game of Exquisite Corpse. But you know what um, I read on the internet today? Yeah. Would you like to know who this episode was written by? Who? Roberto. Of course it was. He, I think it was the pilots in the um, finales and someone's interspersed in the middle. And I don't want to make fun of him because I know he's really going through something. But that is separate from his terrible, terrible writing and TV show having. Look, look, I, I have whatever he's going through, he's going through. But like, you can still be a bad writer. <laughs> <laughs> you can be sad and still be bad at things. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. This... We'll get into the title of this when I say it, when I do my big, you know, switch over thing. But I think we should say it right now. It's called Riverdale Rip? Rip? It's called Riverdale colon. No, not colon. Parentheses. No, there's a colon, what? too. Oh, Riverdale colon, colon rip, R-I-P. Oh. Parentheses, question mark. Parentheses. That's different on, Is I don't think that's what it is on Netflix. I think that's on, what it was on my Netflix. I think mine was just Riverdale and then no space, parentheses, <laughs> rip? <laughs> and parentheses. Riverdale, get your shit together. I just want to point out that <laughs> when I saw I saw that title before, when because I was looking up what the mm. what the end of the seasons were, I saw that I'm like, oh, that's a placeholder title. The people who make this show or who are you know filling in the Google, yeah, they results, just they, they don't know what it's called, so they just said Riverdale Rip. I don't know, maybe it's a fun joke. I didn't think about it that much, and then it it's no, that's but the, it was still there. It's. <laughs> Look, there's so many things we can get into from this episode. We don't need to get into the title, but I needed to take a moment there. I am concerned that this ep- episode of our podcast will be two to four hours long. Yeah, it'll be as long as it is, so we should probably just get right into it. We cannot... When Aaron came over, we hugged. You <laughs> <laughs> showed hugged... him a bottle of wine. <laughs> we, hugged like a... we hugged like a grieving family. <sighs> All right, because this is Riverdale... Unfortunately, season five, episode 19, Riverdale. Rip? Riverdale. Rip? So it's been a year, apparently. Jughead is back where he starts. He is sitting at Pop Tate's, writing on his laptop. I don't think it's been a year. He says it's been a hard year. I think but... he, I think it means a school year. <laughs> yes, because we are near the end of the school year, and we, we will... are post Mother's Day. Yeah, but we will meet students who I think are still supposed to be in like the end of school. Yeah, so it's not been a year. Anyway, uh, 
as with what they always do, they compare themselves to a better piece of media. In this case, it. Just like it, they came back to their hometown and they also fought a clown demon, I guess. I missed that part. I mean, they did fight men. The hills have eyes. Yeah. So let's catch up on what everyone's doing. Veronica learns that Reggie has unfortunately failed his Series 7 exam. Considering he was only studying for like a week. And he doesn't seem that um, broken up or like he really wanted it. No. He, the speed at which Reggie Mantle goes from being like, <laughs> I'm going to be a stockbroker to he comes back and is like, hey, let's open a casino. <laughs> I thought it was really fun when we ran casino games in Le Bon Nui. Remember that? Remember that? Remember when we did that? I think we could do that again, but this time we'll use our stockbrokership as a front for our casino. Why does he want a front? Why can't he just open a casino? Just have a casino. <laughs> Reggie, why? And I thought Veronica hated casinos. Like, didn't she not want to work with the um one of the families when she was doing her family business in season two? Yeah, there because was they ran casinos. I think so, but I mean, the problem was. Is past Veronica is always different from current Veronica. And also, Veronica was a child. She may have learned that casinos are not intrinsically bad. They <laughs> just, can be bad. Just everyone she's run into, because it's all, all the ones owned by Gio? Mio? Nick St. Clair. It wasn't Nick St. Clair. No, it was the other one. It was the, it was the one who she went on dates with all these people, but they were business meetings. <laughs> oh, God, Riverdale. Um, so, Veronica is like, nah. Um, after the school year ends, and I guess my teaching is finished. She was still. I guess she's been doing that, and she's worried about finishing her contract. Unlike literally everyone else at this school. Yeah. Um. She's gonna go back to New York. See, Archie understands that her future is in New York, and then cue a series of very upsetting <laughs> looks between her and Reggie. I do not know what acting notes they were given, but it was like, you're attracted to them. But also, you kind of smell manure. It's not wrong. <laughs> Look, Kevin, Reggie is a respectable boy. He is not going to step on Archie's Andrew's toes. And now he's still like, are they actually broken up, though? Because uh, I don't know if I trust Veronica that much. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Well, Archie is uh, actually broken up with. He's very sad. He's, well, he's kind of sad. He's He's drinking. We learned that Eric... Has moved back home. <laughs> yeah, off camera, Eric moved back home, but Archie's not worried because he's sure they'll see him again soon. So maybe he'll come back in season six. He could have died in that episode in the mine. and <laughs> It would have had the impact it has had. So it's fine. He's a side character. We didn't, whatever. Hmm. Uh, but Betty arrives, and they we sort of get the hint that they're probably just going to hook up again. Well, you know, they're day drinking in the White Worm, but things have happened since the last episode. Oh my god, Betty. So, I guess when you catch a serial killer family by going completely rogue and bringing a bunch of civilians on an unlicensed raid, you get to become an FBI agent again. Yeah. She, they even treated like she was never fired. Like, oh, did you reach the graduation? Dude, she was fired. No, she quit she quit and then she, was fired i can't remember she the order quit and then was like going rogue doing yeah. fbi stuff and glenn was like no you gotta stop betty tortured a man to the point he killed himself now i'm going to assume she didn't fill them in on that little adventure well but... luckily that body was stolen it is true wait when did they have found it at the place but then those guys did it those place? mothmen are crazy i mean they scare their own people into biting off their own tongues. Look what they did to that boy. All the Mothmen were alive. All of them could have filled them in on what happened. None of the Mothmen turned on her? 
Why does nobody in this show flip? Because Betty is so scary that she scares people into dying. Anyway, somehow, despite her nonsense, she has Cheryl level been rewarded for her stuff. She gets to reopen the FBI office in Riverdale. Which isn't a town anymore. But I mean, they do kind of need a field office okay. in that area. Here's what I imagine. They were like, she's not bad. It's like, yeah, but we definitely don't want her around and like doing anything why doesn't she just go to that office that has all the stuff in it we pretty much wrote that off seven years ago yeah we've given up all of those things they're not up to code yeah just make her make her a special agent but she only works in riverdale we don't care about that place we just we don't want her to sue us <laughs> for the fact that her that her boss hooked was up with her with was her. sleeping with her yeah. We, we cannot let her know how much of an abuse of power that was. She doesn't seem to realize she was more upset that he was writing his dissertation about her. So uh, <laughs> let's not talk about ethics in the law and or sorry, in the legal <laughs> profession. Glenn, were you guys dating? Glenn's like, I don't know. <laughs> I have no way to know. <laughs> I asked her and she just kind of looked off into the middle distance. I think she cheated on me with Archie, but like it's unclear because I don't think it was ever a factor in her mind. It's like if I walked away, I ceased to be a character on some TV show she imagined she was on. Well, well we'll get into this more when we do the recap teaser for the recap. Um also Archie's going to reopen Andrew's construction cuz that boy needs more jobs like a man needs more legs. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of thought they already were kind of doing yeah, didn't it. Did they reopen it when they reopened the mine? That's how he had the crew? <laughs> no, that was Andrew's mining. Okay. All right. Uh, so Jughead gets called back into uh, Weatherby's office when Weatherby realizes there's no people in this He's town. Like, oh, no, there's no teachers. So some of the students were interested in June, I guess, <laughs> if they could reopen the school paper. Some of the students have decided they want to skip class, but in like a way where they're allowed to skip class. Yeah, which is weird once again, because it's like June. It's like being in drama club and just being able to go to the theater anytime you want. Yeah. Except it, they're doing it with a newspaper. And at the end of the year. Where they and, already... and I think he's making them work through the summer. Yeah. So Be Jughead <laughs> gets invited to uh, run the newspaper. Yes. Um, which is... Weird, like he was, he was a journalist, but they made him into a. a well, he was a always novelist. writing a novel. It's true. I guess it's true. Crime. It's weird that they're just conflating also, so much of you writing a novel versus you are a journalist. What happened to the book he was writing the entire time he was in Riverdale? I thought that was what the outcast. That, that was the outcast. No, he wrote the outcast while he was on his magic mushrooms. I think. I think we have to assume that was the first draft of the outcast, and it was four years long. Great. He's like, you gotta edit this down, dude. Um, in another insane storyline, it turns out everyone <laughs> in the world knows that Veronica killed Chad, but the only people who care are people who might hire her in New York. <laughs> yeah, she's like, can I go back to and this guy? I don't. I, maybe we've seen him before. Cameron something. He had like a CC name because that's what Riverdale does. I don't know. She wants to go back to New York, and they're like, okay, no, you killed Chad. We're kind of weirded out by that. So maybe just, like, give it six months. Also, no. you're not the she-wolf of Wall Street anymore. Now you're the Black Widow of Wall Street. You know what? <laughs> Wall Street likes to nickname people. I don't know if you know that. I think it's just that one guy who I think... Nicknamed himself. I, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 100%. And he's a real jerk. 
Uh, so Kevin, now Veronica's dreams are crashed. They're trashed. And what? So long to her dreams. I'm. I am. She actually is facing consequences for just straight up murdering a dude. I mean, not but the I one she should. Yeah, and I don't think she sees it that way. I think she's just like, oh, these people. And not, oh, man, I did murder a guy, though. And she's is like, well, it was self-defense. And I was like, no, you tricked him with your Siri. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of self-defense. But you also, before that, out of no- nothing but spite, ruined his life. So, uh, speaking of people ruining people's lives... And then he did try to kill Archie, blah, 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 I know. Blah, blah, blah. Just trying to get ahead of the comments. Cheryl (laughs) will not give up that mine. Okay. Remember when we were like, you gave Cheryl a child? Guess what Cheryl's doing with that child? She is making her mind the Palladium mine. And I know, I know. Britta pres- says she likes it. No, it's cool. It gives me exercise for when I do football next year. You don't put the child that you were... Uh, you don't put him to work in a mine. Also, we know that mine has carbon monoxide poisoning, and I don't see any fans. You don't do that. This is this is the villain in, like, a Charles Dickens novel. Well, and like Cheryl, you know, Britta says she likes it. Cheryl, Britta had abusive parents who kicked her out because it was her fault that she got kidnapped. She just likes that you feed her and hug her and give her clothes. Yeah, you're like, oh, you're so sweet. Now go work in the mine. And she's like, yes, mother. And then Cheryl monologues about how she needs the palladium so she can have power over death. Yes, because palladium is the fifth element. It's not a Wait, I know it's I know it's love. I've seen the fifth element. Um, but palladium is the connection between the physical and the spiritual world. Is it, Cheryl? Okay. Is that what this season has been about? You got a weird cult that is around palladium because palladium, it used to be maple syrup. Oh, yeah. And now she's learned this palladium and it's actually worth something, not like her maple syrup. Okay, I just, I don't understand how this whole town is obsessed with Palladium. No, this whole town, every, like, the world's obsessed with Palladium. And, like, Palladium has always been a, th- this will come up again and again. Apparently, Palladium has always been a thing in oh, Riverdale. Oh, it's a big thing. Riverdale's been a Palladium town since the uh, not, 1890. <laughs> All right, so Betty gets a graduation party. Archie Everyone goes. Everyone's there. It's yeah. in the FBI office. Yep. Alice is there. This entire season, this is where I wrote down, this entire season is just a setup for the next season. So Alice gives, Betty gives like a little speech, and then Alice is like, oh, Betty, I've always been proud of you, and all of Riverdale has always been proud of you, but now they graduated the FBI, now we have super reasons to be proud of you. Alice, shut up. The irony of this statement is dripping off the walls you you weren't proud of her until she decided she'd be able to be fbi and stay in riverdale somehow she's gotten both worlds yeah she has always been the invisible girl last episode you were furious that she went to university and became an fbi and like was joining the fbi you forced her to take adderall so she could achieve things to the level that you thought she should so so be quiet and then betty is like I'm staying in Riverdale, just like I promised my mom. When? Are you being gaslit? Because from what we recall, all she said was, yes, I'll visit you during holidays. <laughs> Not- which the show seems to have seems to have proven to us that she did. Yeah. All right. Uh, we get some other people to talk. Joe get in tap with the talk. They're going to go off on their date. Frank, um, and, Frank and Alice chat. Flirt. And they're going to, I guess they're setting up a romance there. Don't like it. Don't like it. I like Frank. 
I like Frey. Don't like this. Betty and Veronica have a scene together for, I think, the first time all season, <laughs> and it does not pass the Bechtile test. No. <laughs> no. Their scene is like, no. hey, you're staying in Riverdale? Yup, I'm in the FBI. How's Archie? Oh, we broke up. Oh. This is all just a bunch of checkups into current going on relationships. I don't need this. I saw this. Sh- I saw the show. Yep. Uh, Are you trying to make me think they're friends? Because they're not. They're not. They're not. Uh, we cut away for a second to see a weird skull face guy who we will learn is a ghoulie because they are spooky themed. Yeah. Yeah. I think we were <laughs> supposed to get he was a ghoulie right away. I forgot about them. And well, I guess the skull they makeup. The, they were at the beginning. Oh, yeah, they're saying all those fires. Well, and they also lived in Archie's house, remember? Were they wearing skull makeup when they no, lived in Archie's house? No, the spooky thing is new. Like, I, I it, thought they were just like a 1980s, like, Greece, British Greece. themed gang. I don't know. Like, the problem is that for a while you had the ghoulies and the gargoyles, and the gargoyles were spooky themed. But I think the ghoulies were supposed to be spooky themed. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, he's doing some jingle jingle in his car because I guess that's still a thing. Yeah. And then he grabs something sloshy and liquidy, and that's a bad sign. Clearly, this is Hiram. Clearly, it's Hiram. Anyway, uh, we check in quickly with Jughead and, Ta- and Tabitha that he's going to run the paper. Uh, and apparently, running the paper will make him able to teach full time in the fall. And she's like, oh, you're going to have a full time <laughs> job. That's great. <laughs> she, what? She assumes it immediately. Um, um, I, I I assume what this is, what Weatherby's doing is like, hey, you can run the paper if you – this would be better once again if you went to work drunk. If you are not – An alcoholic. Terrible. He wasn't fired for being an alcoholic. No, he was fired for being slightly unreliable when he dealt with his alcoholism. Yeah. It's... From a job he didn't get paid for, although now it seems that the teachers do get paid at this school. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I think they're kind of just like assuming whatever's happening next in this series – like series next in this episode have like is going to happen like they know what the next oh they they know where the plot's going these characters know what the script is right but the entire point of this is that then maybe because tabitha's apartment lease is up coming up maybe if they're two adults with full-time jobs they could live together maybe in four months because i saw a lot of things online where people were like oh my god i can't believe she's moving that fast and i'm like Guys, she suggested that in four months they can see if it'll work. They're not moving in together tomorrow. Yeah. They're not Archie and Veronica. Yeah. 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 So anyway, they might move in together, but this is interrupted because Dolores, who is covering for them at Pop Tate's calls. Because it's on fire. And we see for once the firefighters are actually at the fire hall and they're wearing their fire t-shirts, which they were not wearing two scenes earlier. Kevin and Fangs are... They're together, and they talk to each other. And they're fine. Well, yeah, he calls him Playful Bish. Well, yeah. he playfully calls him Bish, and I'm like, because if I can go fish, I'm like, I don't know what this relationship is. We don't have time, because someone's also slashed their tires. So I guess they're going to get a jack, and Archie is going to robo-change all those tires <laughs> in 30 seconds. Kevin says, I've never seen tires get changed so fast. Uh, but yes, Pops burns and the crew looks over the remains of the flames. And Archie's like, oh man, this is all my fault because I didn't get here fast. <laughs> and then they just go around the room explaining the plot. So a ghoulie through the cocktail. It's clearly under Hiram's orders. Reggie, I can't believe I ever worked for that SOB. 
Bridget, you burned down parts of the town. Yeah, you set many of the fires. You tried to burn down an old lady's maple groves. <laughs> it feels like this is Reggie being like, be like, oh, shoot, I got to say something here so they don't like turn on me. <laughs> Boy, yeah, that Hiram guy sure does suck, doesn't he? Now, I'm going to say this now because this is going to come up a lot. Pop Tate's could look worse. It could. They only once it will turn out that only one small part. Essentially one side. And don't worry, fire can hit real deep. It's it's hard yeah, it's hard to say. Like it could be worse, but we also learned that later, like they have just no insurance. But one whole side is like entirely functional, and also they can still make milkshakes and burgers in the kitchen. So close down the other side. You are at half capacity, that sucks. But I thought you had a big investment from like Cabot to do a franchise. You think they could ask Alexandra Cabot for more loans? I'm. I was surprised that the business was struggling that much. We had input in Joseph and the Pussycats. They got the Cabot investment. Also, people will drink in the White Worm later in this episode. So I guess the building above your bar can blow. Uh, no, the building above your bar can oh. half burn down, but your bar is still fine. Was, no smoke damage down there, good sirs. It was really just the right side of this building got burned. Anyway, speaking uh. of the white worm, ta- uh, Tony and Fangs are going to go take care of that ghoulie and also maybe take care of a Hiram because oh. Veronica can't do what's needed. <laughs> oh, they'll constantly be, be, be being like, Veronica, you can't do what's needed. Now... They're, 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 at this point, they're pretty much confirmed it is Hiram. Tony's just going to go look for confirmation from the ghoulie. Now, has the show only just remembered that the serpents are supposed to be a gang? Oh, they forgot that in season one. <laughs> it, it is a community <laughs> service group. Like. <laughs> After Betty did her sexy strip and he was like, oh no. Yeah, the, the, what we will see from Fangs and Tony is Never what we've seen from... We've only seen it from the bad serpents. Well, and Jug had that one time yeah. when he was up against Penny Peabody. Yeah, but they were, but people were like, ugh. That's true. Like, that was shown as a ugh thing. And I think now we're supposed to be like, hey, good for you guys. Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. know. So uh, they're really angry at Hiram. So angry that Archie kicks down the door and then Betty... And Tom Keller. Okay, so Tom Keller is there. does the handcuffs. But Betty reads them his rights. I'm like, Betty, you can't just inve- – you can't put yourself into this investigation. You're not a pl- – you, this you is not an FBI thing. You can't do this. So as um, Hiram is arrested, he gets all taunty about how he's got a lawyer. He'll be out by dinner. And I'm continually confused about the amount of money and the amount of power that Hiram has it, left. It fluctuates this episode. Accurate. How much ha- how how much power he has? So anyway, he's arrested. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so Jughead over at the old blue and gold tells a bunch of just random students about freedom. He's teaching them a class. Yeah, he is teaching them about newspaper, which they did not ask for. <laughs> which I mean, I guess it's if you're going to run the newspaper, they should know about new. This just proves what you said. These are a bunch of people who are like, oh, you mean next year we could just not do a whole lot of stuff. Oh, let's get that started now. Okay. Um, and then they compare it to, which I guess was an ongoing problem this season. The Ledge Lodger is like... <laughs> the Lodge Ledger. Right, thank you. <laughs> it's what a dumb name. The Lodge Ledger, which if we remember Lodge bought from Alice like, and Hal and that whole thing. Like, yeah, I think he stole it from them in like season three. Oh, Who knows? Oh, years ago. Know. Years ago, he stole um, this newspaper. But... 
apparently it's been a pro- it's been a problem with well fake news but like <laughs> i i do think i remember the fake news thing coming up at one point before he unincorporated the, the town well they do mention he owns the paper yeah so anyway though, <laughs> though after this episode does he did you just have some – are the people who are working at the paper just like, like man, I love Lodge so much. Even when he's not around, I'm going to – Kevin, let me tell you, I don't think anyone works on that paper. I think it's Hiram, like, ranting into a talk-to-text, and then it prints out automatically. That makes sense. All right. So we get we get um filled in with some obvious information that they don't have enough evidence to actually arrest Hiram. So Betty's like, look – Hiram is very dumb. <laughs> he is going to leave evidence in his office, which he is not going to lock, because Veronica and I actually did talk a lot this season. You just didn't see it. Yeah. We'll ha- we'll find things like shady contracts, shady financials, shady receipts. Oh, but we don't understand any of that stuff. We're just dumb Riverdale people. Well, uh, Betty, you're an F- FBI agent. And I'm sorry, Tom Keller, I'm sure dealing with Archie's books because <laughs> lest we forget Lodge Industries did once own Andrew's construction. That's true. Tom Keller has dealt with sh- shady things before. That's how he knew that Frank was stealing money to do something at some point. Yeah. Um but so they're going to get Veronica in on this. I want to say right now that I know how they should have solved this problem. Well, unfortunately, unfortunately though, Veronica sold all the palladium, but they could have taken that palladium and they could have gotten one of the convicts from the prison to f- to be like, yeah, we mined that palladium for him. Yeah. Which it, I'm certain is illegal. You definitely can't force convicts now, into slave labor. Now, I know that there's the whole thing where it's like they're, they convicts are used to like fight fires in California, and that sucks as a thing to do. But, like, I think part of that is that they were... Like, it, was, it, it wasn't, I don't know, I don't know if it was something that they, they were, were forced to do, or if there was something like, you can do this and it'll take time off, which is also, don't get me wrong, that is coercion, but... Well, and then they were also paid off to escape and make mischief in town. Yeah, like, you're telling me that none of the... Penelope! You could do Penelope! Uh, you know who you could do? Frank. <laughs> Frank! Frank could be like, yeah, we mine palladium, that's the palladium he made us mine. Except for Veronica... But then they could do a cool scene where they have to go go back and get those coins, and then then the reason that they were minted as coins is actually weird. <laughs> <laughs> like now, because now when you find not weird, it's normal. You find a treasure and you're like, oh, treasure, but it's to get Hiram put away. I don't know. I feel like what they're going to do here is not the way I thought they were going to do it. Well, in another unexpected scene. Tony and Fangs had absolutely no trouble finding the exact ghoulie that did the fire. Yeah. And, and they have been full on <laughs> torturing him. Just full torture. For an undisclosed amount of time. Like, worse torture than Betty did to the trucker who cut off his tongue. Yeah. Now, I know I really need, need to get into this. Like, I don't care if, like, characters are bad. It just doesn't make sense. And it comes out of nowhere. Tony, you're a social worker. Yeah, this, you should this, know why torture is wrong. You should know why people enter the gang life. Like, this is just a guy who entered the, like, we don't know about this guy. Maybe he's down on his luck and the ghoulies gave him a family. That's why people enter the gang life and you're just torturing him. It's just for... You're a social worker! Yeah. You went to school for it! You're supposed to be the one good person in this town, which will come up a lot this episode. But th- but then this <laughs> this guy's like, well, 
Hiram said that if we burned down the town... He would give us the tail. Yeah, because, I mean, like, like, oh, you burned the serpent's lair. The serpents aren't a thing anymore. The serpents drive trucks and have babies, so they're losers who aren't in a gang. (laughs) Have babies is a funny thing to be like. You're not (laughs) in a gang. The ghoulies also have babies. You're not in a gang if you have babies. I'm like, the leader of the the gang, like, FP and... Alice uh, had babies. Not, Al- not or, Alice. Uh, uh, Gina Gershon's character. Yeah, her. Her. She did. Jones. Ethel Jones. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. But Mabel she did. Ethel Jones. But she did. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, that's a weird one. Um, And then they, I think, just torture him to death. Yeah. We'll never see him again. So, I think he's, I think they just tortured him to death. Too many of our main characters have killed people with no real repercussions, Kevin. <laughs> it's just... Like we, and we, poor we, Archie, who has not killed a man, has had so many repercussions. We have talked about this show doesn't ever want its characters to go too dark, and I think this is the darkest. But it 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 doesn't come off that way. It comes off as like you dare slight the serpents, turn on the music, fangs. I think we're supposed to be on their side. They're parents. No, not when they just full on torture a guy who we don't know anything about. Now, to be fair, this guy did burn down a third of Pop Tates. <laughs> But he was paid to do it by Hiram, and we don't know his life. Yeah, maybe he really. This entire town is run is like it's terrible. It's full of wild dogs. <laughs> it's not anymore because now they live at El Royale. Everyone is struggling, and well, it sucks. Like I, he he was like, I'm not hurting anyone. Dolores was outside, and it seems that he made sure she was outside before throwing she, it. She saw him. Yeah. So we don't know, and so it's weird. Not that we're forgiving the ghoulie. Like, don't throw Molotov cocktails at diners. (laughs) It's it's just this is incredibly complex. And later, Jughead will do the same thing. Yeah, I thought they were going to write a newspaper article. No, I mean, we'll just do it later. Jughead and Tabitha get mad because the Lodge Ledger writes an opinion piece about how it's good the Pop Tates burned slightly. So they firebomb the Lodge Ledger. And I'm like, this is, you don't, maybe this is the exact same situation that got him there. Yeah. Also, Your, yours isn't forgiven because what? <laughs> also, it is atrocious storytelling because Jughead's entire plot this episode is about like the freedom and power of the press. So he burns down a newspaper he doesn't agree with. <laughs> as opposed to using his article writing skills. What garbage storytelling hell are we in? All right. Uh, we need to learn Hiram's plan. Okay. Why are they searching Hiram's office by flashlight? I know they could just turn Why on the lights. Why can't they turn the lights on? This is, this is another one of those things that's just a little bit of a how much power does he have. But, like, Reggie was his only guard. <laughs> <laughs> Reggie was his only employee, it seems. So, Hiram. Hiram Incorporated Sodale, which, which doesn't they, exist. They reconfirm, does not exist. However. And at this moment, I thought they were just going to completely do away with how you incorporate a town. Because I'm like, you because don't you, you we find out later you have to get signatures from the residents. Yeah, and there's no re- like I guess technically if Hiram's the only resident, he is greater than fifty one percent. But I am certain you need a minimum amount of people who live there. You can't just incorporate a field. Although I guess the investors bought properties to be developed to live on. So if they vote to incorporate it, do they count as residents? No, because they don't live there. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> anyway, this is only to give him future powers. Because then he can redraw the borders of Sodale. So he can then 
annex all incorporated lands, which means he can... Unincorporated lands. He can once again take over Riverdale, Riverdale. get the power he had before that then, he willingly gave up back. And then apparently he can then claim imminent domain. So he can force people to give up the property they own and steal their palladium mines. Palladium mine is a specific part of it. Now, here's the thing. Imminent domain is a real thing. It has also been used. I'm going to go right off the top here. It has been used to un like really roughly take people's stuff when this shouldn't be taken. But this is not how it works. Also, I'm just going to put this out there because we spent a lot, a lot, a lot of time today trying to understand when Riverdale <laughs> became a town. Yeah. The Blossoms owned their land over 60 years before Riverdale became a town. So they probably have some type of paper that they got from, like, <laughs> some president. Like, they owned that land before it was a town. He can't just take the Blossoms' land, which is what he specifically wants. And I know people are going to be like, oh, yeah, but he, the entire point is it's unfair. It's not that it's unfair. It's impossible. Yeah, he has no... Le- and they do... They're like, well, we'll look at these things and see if it's even legal. But, like, no court on Earth is going to back this nonsense. Yeah, he's a man who uh, who incorporates a random track of land over here. Like, also, I'll take that city as well. And here's the, the land that he needs are the maple farms. That is not... Imminent domain is the ability to take something and use it for public use. It's sometimes used to be like, we need a park here, so imminent domain. He can't do that to open a mine. A uh, public mine, Kevin. Anyone can work in that mine for free as much as they want. <laughs> it's for children to play in. It's a fun mine. Britta likes mines, doesn't she? Brit- Britta loves mines. Frick. <laughs> so Tony explains that the ghoulie that they killed had been set, and the other ghoulies as well, have all been setting all the fires, which we knew. Yeah, but now they have... Proof well, they don't from, have proof, though. From the man they killed. Yeah. She's just telling them something they already know. That Hiram told the ghoulies to set the fires because he told them they could have the burnt-out husk of the city. And I don't understand why the ghoulies want ashes. Yeah. Like, yeah. what are they What are they going to do with this town once they burn it all down and scare everyone away? Yeah. Like, what do they get out of that? It's going to be harder to get drugs. They're going to have to go other places to get their drugs. Yeah, it's in I, Jingle Jangle, I think, only exists in Riverdale. Right. And it's insane to think that Riverdale is big enough to have a, like... Well, and if they burn everything down, who's going to make the Jingle Jangle? Yeah, it's a lot. But, of course, Hiram wants the mines. We get so, a quick thing here where Veronica apologizes. And like, I am forced to apologize for my father. And Tony's like, apologies are not enough. Can I, can I, Simmer, well, y'all. On. I hate that Veronica took a moment out of this to be like, everyone, look at me. This is about How sad I am. Me. It's so hard to be Veronica when your dad is so, so bad. Like, Veronica, shut up. Well, Tony also says, Veronica, <laughs> shut up. We want serpent justice and we're going to do a murder. We're going to murder Hiram but, unless you murder Hiram. But Archie and <laughs> Veronica oh. are like, no, no, we'll murder Hiram. But you know what you guys could do? Can you do some canvassing? Have, they're like, we need signatures to reincorporate the town. Have you not been doing that? No, I don't think they have, because I think Archie wanted to make the town better and then ask for the signatures. And now Archie thinks he's running out of time, so he's like, we're just going to have to do with how the town is. What 
reason would the people who live in this town have to not want to incorporate? Yeah, they, they should be a town so they get the benefits of being a town. Also, it which, appears which to they be were, free. Which they were last year. Yeah. Like, Hiram, dis- Hiram dissolving the town, he did through, like, bribing people. And he's not giving money to the town anymore. It's so weird that they're like, it's really hard to incorporate this town that, like, we, oh my god, at the end of this episode, we see the first aerial view of this town. It is... It's big. Like it's a don't get me wrong. It's a small town, but it's, it's a, a big, big small, small town. town. <laughs> so this, I refuse to believe that this could exist as an unincorporated space. Like they'd be like, no, there's too many of you here. Well, and they've also been unincorporated for long enough that like tax season has happened. Yeah, census season has maybe happened. So like, are they like we talked about this so many times? They're folded back. Oh, God, I can't, we can't get into it again. Okay, so Veronica and Archie sit in his truck, which is Fred Andrews' old truck. Yeah. And Veronica's like, man, I really thought when my dad blew up the mine and I threatened to kill him, he would stop doing bad things. But he just <laughs> keeps doing bad things. They're so bad at just, like, actually doing something to Hiram. Like, I understand he got arrested once, but he got sent to his own jail. Mm-hmm. Like, you can do it again. <laughs> You could arrest him. Tom Keller could have done it. Instead, they're like, we did nothing, and nothing changed. So they decide that they should make him disappeared. Because if he just disappears from his cell, who would possibly look for him? Even Hermosa hates him. Does she? That's what they say. Last time we saw... Okay, we did see Hermosa and Reggie. Like, she got that thing from Reggie. But... I thought she was just willing to take, like, the highest bid. Yeah, she... She... She cleaned up a murder for him. Yeah. I why I had no idea that Hermosa didn't like him anymore. I think Veronica is just making things up. Now, yeah, I think the way exactly what she says is and Hermosa feels betrayed by him too. Why? Why? Is Hermosa mad that she had to clean up a murder? Now he says Keller wouldn't. And then it's like, "Oh, Betty could make sure the FBI doesn't either." And here's what I'm going to tell you. Do you know who probably will want to look for him? All the people he scammed millions of dollars yeah. from. You know who's not going to care about him? The FBI. <laughs> Unless they have well, to actually, get him on. Well, no, they probably you know, went out. He's like fraud and. Yeah. What they would assume is that he took all the money from Sodale and ran. Mm-hmm. And it's infuriating to me that they don't say that and lean into it. Like, okay, well, they'll just assume that we have to make it look like he took all the money and ran away. This literally seems like a plan made up by 16-year-olds, <laughs> but they're not 16 anymore. Like, they're grown adults. Like, this would have tied it all together. That, oh, Sodale wasn't real. This is a scam. It's on borrowed time. People found out that it was a scam. But, but then at the end, we're like, oh, they actually were thinking ahead because it was all set up so that when Hiram disappears, everyone's like, he ran off with the money. He's the scam. Scam. Scammer's gonna scam. Scammer's gonna scam. And then the then the FBI actually would probably look after him because there's definitely the amount of people that he scammed, they'd push somebody. But to... guess what? If he turns up dead somewhere, FBI's gonna be like, scammer's gonna scam. One of them probably killed him. And they don't ever think Follow of this. Follow up further. Which is good because well, they don't go into this and they won't go forward with it because instead Reggie apparates and is like, hey, you guys come up with a dumb plan? Look, I have a better one. <laughs> Look, it's a thumb drive. Irrefutable proof that Hiram did something terrible. Yeah. So uh, then we have a scene that I 
don't care about. Betty hangs out alone in the FBI office and she gets a phone from the TBK and he's covered with scars and blood. And he says, if you don't come after me, I won't come after you. And Betty's like, love serial killers. Got to go after them. Aaron, I don't care. I do not care about TBK. What you do care about is the fact that Pop Tate still works well enough that Jughead and Tabitha can have a burger and a milkshake. And then Tabitha reveals that she has not been paying her insurance. Because she's been paying the waitresses. Once again, they got that investment from Cabot. And then the burning happens. We can't talk about this because Veronica and Archie bust Hiram out of jail. They have a gun. Yeah. And they cover his head with a sack. Mm Mm-hmm. And we should get payoff from that right away. But instead, Tony has to be sad that a ghoulie taunted her for being an adult. Which I thought was what she wanted. Yeah. So Tony and Fang just are talking about the serpents and like. <laughs> so it's Tony... so dumb. So dumb. Okay. So now, you know, obviously, yeah, what they're trying to do here is the ghoulies are the bad gang. The serpents are the good gang. The, the, the idea of a community. The good gang wants to have power. But unfortunately, they all became adults with jobs and responsibilities. And they rose to the occasion. Yeah, and they were helping the town in, like, they were helping the town. Tony was helping the town. And and the serpents were helping the town. Yeah, like, the entire reason that they were doing the truck job is so that money was kind of coming into the town so that they could essentially... Make the town better. Yeah, that was the entire point of this. But instead, what she's going to do is call all the serpents back and find them jobs that just pay as well in... Riverdale? They need to be a key part of the reincorporation. In Unity, there is strength. Where are they going to work? Okay, well, here's the thing. <laughs> this town needs miners, and it needs firefighters. There's no... Uh, I Archie mean, can't do all these, and they need construction workers, because Archie's reopening Andrew's construction. Yeah, yeah, so I guess they could find some work for them. And, uh, yeah, then there goes the whole thing where it's like, Fangs is now the king of the serpents. And, I don't care. And, and, like, what is happening here? This I, feels like a regression. I hate it. I loved that they became adults who did adult things. Yeah. Give me that. I don't care about the serpents. The serpents are nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> they're a community service they, group, and they always have been. Yeah, they were never a gang. It's so weird that they're like, oh, the ga- the serpents lost their teeth. They never had – every single time somebody did have – quote unquote teeth you kick them out because you're like oh we can't do crime selling drugs no and the reason they started the serpents was to keep the family together after all the Uktanas got massacred so it's weird that her problem is like oh they aren't they aren't scared of us anymore that's not the point the point is family tony in (laughs) unity there is strength it's about family It's it's like you never watch fast and the furious tony come on tony and your son tony and your grandfather, Thomas. Yeah, that was upsetting when I discovered that today. <laughs> okay. So uh, Hiram is brought to the edge of uh, Riverdale and everyone every- is there. Waldo Weatherby <laughs> is there. He is. He is he? He is. Ooh, I was I wasn't I wasn't watching on a small screen, so He's I couldn't standing behind Keller. I think this is supposed to be a parallel of Betty's like Everyone went to Betty's graduation, mm. but like, yeah, I guess it's a parallel, but no themes are paralleled, so. And now they all have weapons. Veronica has a gun. Frank has a baseball bat. TK, oh, Tom Keller has a shotgun. Cheryl has her bow and arrow. I don't know what weapon Waldo Weatherby has, and I'm very upset I couldn't figure that out. 
just a bomb. But they've all got weapons. Um. So, yeah. So, they're not going to kill Hiram. What they're going to do is they're going to exile him. Because it turns out what they got was the video of Hiram killing Vito? Yeah. So, I guess... Uh, Hermosa didn't delete it. Yeah. And I guess uh, Reggie was just like... Was, Having a casual phone call with Hermosa? Let's go over this now. Let's go over this right now. Hiram's entire arc, the arc of his entire character throughout this series was brought down because Reggie is so good at sex. Yep. He has always hated Archie. Turns out he should have been watching out for Reggie. Yeah. Hiram. Yeah. Nothing. This is not Hiram's hubris. This is not... It's not Veronica doing a thing to rise above her father and outsmart him, outfox him. No, out of nowhere, Reggie can make Hermosa turn on her greatest paycheck because he is so good at sex. Reggie is the hero that none of us deserve. (laughs) That is... That is the accumulation of this. Because as even though Hiram goes... You're turning on your blood. I bet it was Archie. And then Veronica goes, no, we're broken up. And they don't catch a Reggie being like, <laughs> which they should. And as they explain here, Betty's going to take that video and she's going to turn it over to the FBI in an hour. And I'm like, well, then won't they just kick it back down to like Keller? Yeah, or, or kick it down to Betty? Or to Betty, like Betty, you go catch him. Like, Or whoever <laughs> is the police officer in the town where Vito was. Yeah, it, like, also, why, just then just get him arrested. Yeah, why are you why doing are you... this? Why are, Veronica, why are you trusting that you're going to threaten him and he's going to go away? This time. This did not work for you any of the other times you've done it. It did this is the same thing you did with Chad. This when is... you had evidence that he was going, that he would murder someone, and then you're like, now you go and never bother me again, and he came back. This is literally what she tried to do to Hiram two episodes ago, and then he paid a ghoulie to burn down Pop Tates. Why did she think it would work this time? Because they have proof? Yeah, but the the problem... Okay, this is where the big thing comes in about the whole how much power does he have. Because... Now he appears to have none. Yeah, because if he had enough power that he could, my God, just take a town. Like, if he had that much power in, like, federal or statewide level... But now, they all they have is a video of him, I, and they're like, oh, yeah, he, he killed this guy. I'm like, oh, well, we know he did that, but, like, it feels like he could beat that, doesn't he it? He has as much power as he says he does, or as he does sometimes on this and, show. And there's no, like, like oh, we're kind of mute, like mutually assured destruction is why I kind of thought how this would go, where it's like, But you he leave. appears to have nothing on Veronica. And then he asks, what about all my stuff? And they're like, we're gonna sell it. To I'm, rebuild the town. I'm like, you can't do that. If he's just going to vanish and he is the suspect in the death of this guy, you don't get to just take his things. I mean, I guess she's his daughter. I don't know how it works. That can't be right. <laughs> you think he, she, oh gosh, she probably is in his will. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my God. But he's just missing. He's not dead. So this scene is followed up by a dumb short scene where Tom Keller's like, hey, Kevin, you want to be a deputy? And Kevin's like, nope, Broadway. I'm going to New York give Broadway a shot. Now, I would say, is this him leaving the series? But we know New York is in commute distance. And mute we, distance. Also, you don't just 
move to New York and then get on Broadway. I got a lot of friends who will Aaron, tell you that's not how it Aaron, works. And we watch Katie Keene. That is exactly how it works. Oh, you also have to yell at people, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess Archie drove past the town hall and he was like, nope, someone could burn down the town hall. You know where we have to have a town meeting? El Royale. I mean, they didn't want to get another set. Um, so we, we're going to rush through. There's a, a big old gear change here. So okay. we'll have to rush through it. So um, they don't have enough signatures yet because people don't want to sign until they know what type of town it will become. Yeah. Will there be a mayor? When when they say type, I thought they were going to go the direction where it's like, yeah, what is the town? What is the morals of this town? No, they literally mean what I thought they meant, which was what is the leadership of this town? Because that is something you have to do when you incorporate is decide what is the leadership of your town? And to be fair, they've had one really, really bad mayor for a very long time. Yeah. Before that, they had okay mayors. I mean, Hermione wasn't great. I was thinking of Mayor McCoy. No, she was great. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, Archie's just going to ask random people to be the mayor. Tony, do you want to be the mayor? This is just like Thanks, when- Thanks, you want to be the mayor? Kevin, this is just like when they were trying to find a home for Britta. Yeah. Okay, why is Archie asking 25-year-olds to be the mayor of a town? I don't know. Absolutely not, Archie. Um- so, speaking of Britta, actually speaking of Cheryl, Cheryl also works in her mind. I guess Archie and his guys don't do it anymore. Good for them. Eric left. But it's maybe a good idea because they find it filled with skeletons. There are too many skeletons in this mine. We can't keep mining. <laughs> so, time for yet another story from Nana Rose. Okay. Nana Rose has proven over the last couple seasons that all of her stories so far have been lies, right? <laughs> yeah. There was the Julian thing. Yeah. There was the Mothman thing. I think she might have been the one who who first said, oh, yeah, your grandfather killed his grandfather. Maybe that didn't happen. Well, we know the opposite happened. We know the Cooper great-grandfather killed the Blossom one. We'll get it. it has that. to have been the Cooper. Otherwise, there could be no Coopers. Well, the reason it was the Cooper is because that's the first line of the serial killer line. Well, also, the Cooper grandfather had to kill the Blossom grandfather because otherwise he couldn't have run away and started the Cooper line. But the, I mean, it works both ways. No, because... no. If, if he was dead, he oh. couldn't start a new line called the Coopers because he was dead. Right. Well, I think what we thought it was is that then the family left and started a Cooper line. Anyway, we learn about dear Abigail Blossom in okay, 18... 18- no. Okay. First, Nana Rose calls the skeletons the forgotten. Yes. Which is ridiculous because that means nothing. It does not connect to the rest it, of the story. No, it's, it's just a dramatic name she decided to call these skeletons that no one went looking for. Now, I am so sorry, Kevin. Tell us about Abigail Blossom in 1890. Abigail Blossom, 1890, played by Cheryl. Um, <laughs> it turns out back in... 1890. Which we did determine is the Barnabas year. We'll get into Barnabas. You you might not remember who Barnabas is, but... We do. Thornhill was a girls' school. A, a school for wayward girls, which in that time was a, was a sign for. They're getting abused. Uh, the town now was suspicious of Abigail. Because for- she did not have a husband and she did not want one. Let's pause right there for a second, because immediately what I thought was... Then what's her relation to her? Also, where are the rest of the Blossoms? I guess... Because... Cheryl is not a direct descendant of this woman because she's never had any kids. I understand you can have kids outside of marriage. That's not the implication That is not this story. This is a chaste young woman who just wanted to teach other young women. So this is her great, great, great aunt, I guess? But Kevin, where are the other Blossoms? Why did they let her turn their home into a girl's school? Where did they go? Well, not only did they let that happen, little lady... 
They uh, also let there be a palladium mine. (laughs) Yes, there is palladium. They knew back in 1890 that them palladiums under them hills. And everyone wanted that palladium. Oh, all of the town of Riverdale or eventual town of Riverdale. It's unclear. Wanted it. So what did they do? They did the crucible on her. (laughs) I was going to say they treated her like the beast in Beauty and the Beast. Also that. They came in with pitchforks and torches and said, you're a witch. And then they burned her. And then they burned her at the stake. Once again, it's so funny she's played by Cheryl when Cheryl is not a direct descendant of her. Now, Cheryl goes, oh, my grandma... Some woman who is tertiarily related to me. My ancestor was killed by whom? Well, let me tell you. Archibald Andrews. Played by Archie Andrews. Jebediah Jones. Played by Jughead Jones. That doesn't make sense. His name is Forsyth. I know. And Beatrice Cooper. Okay, we're going to pause right here. What? What do you mean she was Cooper? We know the, God, the thing that set off this entire show, the entire crux of this show. The whole reason that there is a Black Hood, which is Hal Cooper. Is because Betty's great-grandfather, Cooper, killed the Blossom Cooper because they were brothers. They were twins. The Coopers did not exist before that moment. So how can this woman... In 1890... Which we did the math because this was Hal's grandfather who did this. And Hal's grandfather was not alive <laughs> to do murders in 1890. How is there a Cooper around? Which leads... I mean, we'll continue on this... But this means, this is the first clue, that Aaron, say it with me, Nana Rose is, is a, a liar. liar. <laughs> There's no way. And I'm sorry, Cheryl, true. you're not a child anymore. Your grandma has lied to you so many times. So, as Abigail Blossom was burning on the stake, she shouted... Uh, a curse upon the town. And now, it turns out she truly was a witch. Apparently. Uh, well, because soon in the mines, there was a collapse. And it buried a generation. All of the townspeople who did the murder. So that Archibald Andrews, that Jebediah Jones, and that Beatrice Cooper. <laughs> who, who is she? <laughs> were doing a mine. Well, was it, well, did it also bury Hal's... Grandfather? Dad? No, not them. They're Blossoms. They weren't there. They couldn't have been there because otherwise the school wouldn't exist. Yeah. So the th- And they think maybe that collapses the curse. Okay. A lot of things. One, this is the fourth time this mine has closed and reopened. Too many Blossom this, mines. This must be the earliest one. So it, it there was a collapse. It closed. They reopened it in in Starkweather's time. Yeah. That's not the Hiram mine, right? No. And then they reopened it again, again. for Hiram's dad. <laughs> So, wait, did the Blossoms just get it immediately back? Look, Blossoms, you need to stop mining there. It's clearly (laughs) unstable. And they never found, I guess, yeah, I guess they never found it again. So, how do they know that this is, like, the greatest line of palladium in the country? No (laughs) one has ever found palladium there because it keeps collapsing. Yeah. Um, And this is, like, how do you know all this? It's Abigail's journal. Who wrote this 
down. <laughs> Abigail's dead. Yeah. How did she write about her burning at the stake experience they, in her journal? They have her last words written down on parchment. I guess the other blossoms did. Look, but if the other blossoms are around, how did this happen? The blossoms built Riverdale. They built the railroads. They built the brothels. We know this in the Pickens Day episode. Penelope tells us. They're not a random town. They're not a random group that a town could, like, fall upon one of them without the rest being like, hey, screw you. Yeah, how dare you kill our daughter, sister, aunt. There you kill the person who took over that house. We have all the power. Now we kill you. This is the wildest retcon they have ever ever done and it has to be because say it with me nana Nana rose Rose is is a liar liar. (laughs) look kevin we know the blossoms have twins abigail has a twin her her twin made up this bull nonsense (laughs) yeah and also her twin blew up the mine probably um let's have a good scene pops is back vacation pops is (laughs) here in his vacation shirt vacation pops with a beard Damn, Pops. He went full into that retirement <laughs> life. Yeah, he went to, He went down to Florida, and he slept with everybody in Florida and was like, I'm done in Florida. I gotta come back. Because he comes back to town and taps this like, oh, man, Grandpa, I'm so upset I let the Molotov cocktail come in, and also I didn't pay the insurance. And he's like, look, my business was in a lot of debt, but I privately had a lot of money I saved for my vacation. My nest egg. Because I... I'm a bad business owner. So how about I take my uh, my nest egg and I give it to you and I work here again because I can't go back to Florida. I'm not welcome there. Oh, boy. The stories I could tell you down there. Pop's got a venereal disease. You know, there's a syphilis outbreak everywhere in this <laughs> land these days. I'm a, I, I don't know why it's happening, though. I don't know. <laughs> um, Pop's is back. So um, over in the Andrews house, Archie's like, okay, people hate a mayor. Yeah. What if we have a civic council? And Jacob's like, no, pure democracy. And Archie's like, no. Nope. <laughs> no, Betty's like, okay. no. How about a mayor and a council? They could work together. And, but they- no, apparently mayor, Veronica thinks a mayor is a non-starter with this town because they had Hire- Hiram's problem was not that he was a mayor, it's that he was rich. That Hiram was a megalomaniac. I mean, yeah, but all the stuff he did was because he was, like, the stuff he could do was not because he w- you used the mayor power insanely. It's because he was rich enough to pay the people off to look away when he used the mayor power. This insanely. is accurate. They should get a poor mayor. Yes. But they don't have time to find a poor mayor because in burst Cheryl. Oh, boy. Is she angry at specifically the four of them? Veronica's kind of fine. Except that she's friends with them, so. Ble- bless them for not putting in, like, a Luna back then. Because <laughs> that would have just shattered everything. They, they had some restraint. They, they tried. Yeah. Anyway, so. <laughs> she is furious about what's in the journal. And Cheryl, in this scene, will start to use a lot of language that makes me deeply Deep uncomfortable. Reparation, like the reparations, the apology. She uses the language. So, uh, I mean, I don't know because we're Canadian and we're viewing this through the lens of the Canadians. Yeah. But reparations and the, the Truth and Reconciliation Act is really, really, really huge <laughs> in our cultural 
and our governmental zeitgeist right now. Like, yeah. And Cheryl is using the language that is used when we were asking about settlers making right <laughs> what was done to indigenous people in Canada. Yeah. So let's get into a couple other truths that this show has forgotten about. I mean, let's let's go right from when she comes in and she's like, "You kill, you kill my ancestor." I really wanted Bay to be like, "Yeah, we know." Yeah. Yeah. How's how's great? How's grandfather killed your your dad's your great grand? Yeah, we know. That's what made the first Black Hood. Everyone's she's, aware of this. She's like, no, no, no. I'm not upset about that one. This is a different one. Uh, so let's talk about how when Barnabas, Barnabas B. Blossom hired General Pickens to massacre the Uctana tribe yeah, so that they could steal their land for brothels and railways maple syrup. and maple syrup. Yeah, they always it used to always be maple syrup. This palladium thing is wild and new. It was Barnabas hired Pickens to genocide the Uctana, and this was... By her calculations, this is um, Cheryl's great, great, great grandfather. Great, great, great grandpappy. It's way too close to Abigail's whole thing for. <laughs> From we tried to like math this out, and we're reasonably sure that Barnabas was like the brother of Abigail. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not great. Um, and in this scene, yeah, she can get go off about that later. She goes off on it at Tony. And I'm like, no, that's oh, not absolutely cool. not. No, you step back. Well, and if if Jughead's dad was a serpent, does that mean that Jughead also has ties to the Uctana? It's unclear. It's very unclear because the the thing is, time time means nothing in this show. Yeah, it's, I don't think they, they. It's like they don't know how long time is because I don't think Jughead does because the serpents eventually they were uh, essentially a native like family and, tribe, but then and they, it was Thomas Topaz's generation that made the serpents. So F no, would have been the generation after that. His, yeah, his grand. Well, when Thomas, his no, grand, I watched the episode today. So his well, grandfather. Thought, let me tell you, sorry. his Thomas's grandfather was a baby when the Uctana were massacred. Yes, when Thomas's grandfather died. Thomas and all of his friends made the serpents to honor his grandfather and keep the family together. Yes, that's yeah, that's what I was going for. Is that, yeah, yeah his, so his, his grandfather's death spurred that on. So, so yeah. Thomas would have been the age of FP's father. Yeah. So was FP's dad? No, FP was of a serpent family, but he was the golden boy that came up in the Midnight Club. Yeah. So that means if we take this to be truth, Cheryl should not be shouting that <laughs> a Jughead either. Yeah, it's. It's weird because there's the Jones. It's insane. This does not make any sense. So Cheryl throws down the diary and they're like, hang on. I'm not done with Cheryl's atrocities. Well, because no, because Cheryl goes, I spent years atoning. No, you didn't. No, you locked yourself in your house that you you rebuilt. Yeah. You you tried something. People weren't super nice to you because, yeah, your family sucks. And you were like, well, then fine. I guess. Every single time they needed help from you this season, it was getting blood from a stone. You you forced Archie and all of his friends to mine for free, and then he had to talk you into putting some of that money back into the town. Name one thing that Cheryl has done. Oh, she was kind of nice to her niece and nephew. Um, She adopted Britta, After who she... I recognize now works in her mind. Now works in her mind. Like... It's insane listening to her talk and just be like, has the last five years of this show not happened? And, like, 
her dad is the reason there was a drug problem in Riverdale and still is to this day. Yeah. I don't think she's atoned for what he did. Um, I think I think the the uh, the four of them should have been like, well, Cheryl, it seems like your mom tried to kill us and succeeded in killing some of our high school friends. And we've been real freaking chill about her. We see her <laughs> walking around the town, Cheryl. So maybe you don't want to open this bag, Miss. Is blossom but instead she throws the diary down and archie's like okay so not the time moment is nuts <laughs> maybe we should focus on our goal for now and then we'll figure out if your crazy grandma was telling the truth <laughs> and if this is an actual historical document and then we'll deal with it i i I don't, I think they're trying to do a thing where, like, both sides have a point, but She it's... does not have a point, and she needs to stop appropriating the language of truth and reconciliation. All right. Oh, man, let's wrap up some of these things. Uh, so, sh- um... There's now the Riverdale choice instead of the blue and white, which... It's going to be reported for truthfully and without bias, and you should always hold your friends accountable, and I, I don't know what Dr- Jughead's point is. I think that's a setup for next season. I think one of them's going to go bad, and he's going to write a story about them... Blah, you know who blah, blah. that one's going to be? Veronica, because yeah. Veronica has has decided that she can open a casino. So Veronica thrives when she's a big fish in a small pond. Mm-hmm. So she decides that she and Reggie should both be big fish in a small pond, and they should do that casino. I, here's the thing about this. Weirdly enough, I don't hate some like some of Veronica's stuff here, because essentially she is someone who's like, I'm going to go back to New York and be the queen there. And New York was like, no, you killed a dude. And she's like, I decide to stay in Riverdale. No, I'm the queen here. Like, I, it really depends on where they go with it. And I'm not thrilled about some things. But, like, this characterization, I'm like, yeah, you're someone who's like, I'm the big shot. Why aren't people respecting that I'm the big shot? You know what? If they do something good with it, it'll be cool. They won't. No. Uh, so um, now we're going to have the meeting. Archie starts it by monologuing about his dad and how there's going to be a council of four. <laughs> and in bursts Cheryl being like, who's the council of four? And she points out our four main characters. Yeah. And I'm like, no, they're children. They cannot run a town. They're 25. I mean, we're going to get into that. Um, I love how they're like, we don't want a mayor. So instead we'll have an oligarchy. This is a council that Archie... <laughs> And, will set up. Yeah, and the people in the room are fine with it, but I don't know if the people, all of you who signed up were like, no way, but how is the council, like, are people, when do they retire? How do new people enter the how council? How many terms do they serve? I'm assuming, it's all boring, so I'm assuming that's all covered eventually, but the council of four is Tabitha Tate, who's been there for nine months. So should we perhaps... Should she have said, yeah, should it have been Pops? He came back to town. Tony, who's kind of a gang leader now. My problem with that is not her being a gang leader. It's that I 100% believe that she is someone who will pick the um the, what's best for her gang over what's best for the town. And previously to this episode, I would have thought she'd be a great option, but... Alice Cooper. You know what? Eh? I think the town would vote for her. She's like the head anchor at the it's, news station. They don't know that she is the way she is. It's wild to me that in this council of four, Alice Cooper were like, yeah, she's probably one of the better ones. But the best one is Frank. No, this is honestly insane because Archie goes, they've given so much to this town. And I'm like, Archie, last season, you didn't know you had an Uncle Frank. But Frank is no, great. No, so. no. 
Yeah, I mean, yes, but that was seven years ago. Frank has lived in Riverdale. No, he's been in prison for seven years. Yeah, but in Riverdale. That's true. Like, I'm actually, Frank. He, he was the one good convict. And and he under and he understands being both on the top and the bottom. Like, he's good. But Frank is great. It's just insane. Yeah. Um, and then Cheryl, for the past, no more empty promises. What were your promises, Cheryl? Cheryl has made so many promises and broken all of them, and she makes another province that she and her lands will secede from Riverdale. They shall be their own nation within one nation. With slavery! I mean, Britta? No, kind of slavery, I guess. She calls Child her, slavery. She calls her Britannia when they leave, and I'm like, Cheryl, no. That's she's a full she's a child she's like a full she's a full grown child. She's like sixteen or seventeen. You can't, can't change, change her name. can't change her name. And she'll let you do it once again because she was abused and is currently being abused. So the Council of Four swears that they will swear an oath to put the collective needs across their individual needs. I do not believe that from Tony anymore. And everyone in that room votes to reincorporate, and then they clap for a million years. <laughs> they do explain. We also, like, okay, this plus the signatures we got is yeah. enough people. Yeah, well, so th- this was the people who were borderline. Everyone who signed were like, you know what, we just want a town. These people were like, what kind of town? I would be, here's the thing, I do not know if, I, if when I was signing that thing, I'd be like, wait, you made an oligarchy? This feels like an oligarchy. At least there's four of them. It doesn't feel like a council. Calling it the Council of Four is horrifying. <laughs> it's a real Game of Thrones. You'll only ever have four. What are they? What are they? How's their split? What do they do? It's all four of them. How do they vote? Are their votes weighed equally? What if there's a tie? <laughs> so um, after this, Veronica takes some time to pitch a fancy, a stunning, full service white glove casino that's family friendly. And Alice is like. No, I'm Alice Cooper. I hate all fun. Sodom and Gomorrah. If they wanted to have something where I'm on both people's sides, this one's more of that. Yeah. A casino is not a bad way of bringing in revenue to a town. It will drive tourism, people to come in to visit. But Frank makes a great point. We don't. They need to invest their money into filling potholes and building up the infrastructure of the town. Yeah, not now. If people come here and they notice that there's a casino and there's all holes in the ground. They're going to think it's a bad casino. Um, so, and then Tony is like, look, maybe right now is not the appropriate venue for this discussion. Yeah. Put together an actual proposal and bring it to an actual town council meeting. Yeah. All right. Uh. Archie and Betty talk a little bit about Cheryl. Doesn't really matter. Should they worry about her? No. So we head right back to Cheryl, who... They should worry about her. (laughs) Now, Nana was Abigail revenge. Will Riverdale ever learn? Will they learn to... No, the town needs help to learn and to honor their history. And then out of nowhere, she presents what we've been alluding to. Abigail's last words. She has a copy of the curse, and she would like Cheryl to say that curse. So, yeah. So, Cheryl's going to change her ministry from a ministry to a school for wayward girls. Who? Which, what? Yeah, where are you getting these girls from? Is she going to kidnap children from the town? Aaron, whenever I hear this is a school for wayward girls or wayward boys, I'm like, that is abuse. Like, you're going to do. You're going to abuse people. You're going to do abuse stuff there. Well, so, she's definitely going to do abuse stuff because she says the curse. It involves Satan. It's, it is, it's magic. It's magic. It's full on just magic. And speaking of magic, many of our main characters are hanging out by the Welcome to Riverdale sign that Archie put back up. And the and the, the dark wind that sweeps through Thornhill that I guess British is cool with. 
also sweeps over them. And also, Tabitha and Jughead feel it at Pops. And then Veronica got a bunch of kids from the school to work in her secret casino. I have a question. That sucks. Where is this casino? It's in it's in her store. Oh, we didn't mention. Her store's right across from the Lodge Ledger. Yeah. Yeah, they're really close to um, each other. Yeah, so she's forcing a bunch of kids to do something illegal, and they like it because they're children and can't make decisions. Remember when she had her fake money and had the and had the students who were in her in her classroom? Yeah. Yeah. Her, her clean up, clean up, sketch alley for her fake money. Statistics class. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. I think finance. I think it was just finance. Oh God. Yeah. No, she's just she's also do, don't get me wrong. She's also doing child labor, but I think she's paying them. But that's still not cool. No, especially because the town council literally just said, wait <laughs> no for casino. 24 days. Yeah, no casino. Yet. And I think they're also working, because they're using Pearls and Posh as a cover, I think, like Reggie said. Speaking of Reggie, they kiss. Uh, cool. Of course, yeah. Speaking of kissing, Archie is talking about it, and he's like, look, I think you're real neat, and I think we both have slightly less damage <laughs> than we did eight months ago. And baggage. So... Since we have put some of our bags down and picked up some new bags, but they're shared bags, would you like to be my girlfriend? And so they go make up uh, upstairs. But oh no, there's some ticking as they kiss. And there is a honest to God, Acme style, three sticks of dynamite with a, with a clock attached to it, bomb beneath his bed. And Set by Hiram. Who is parked in a car. That she got, he got from somewhere. Right on the outskirts of town. And he whispers to himself, tick, tick, boom. <laughs> and then he drives out of town. And I think out of the show. Yeah, this is Mark Consuelos' last episode. <laughs> what the? <laughs> of course he was going to do this. Yeah. You didn't stop him from doing anything, Veronica. You're so bad at everything you do. If you have proof of his crimes, uh, yeah, don't send him to his own jail, but... Give it to the police in the town he did his murder or in. Or do the actual FBI and see what they'll do. Like Not the Betty FBI. Yeah, this is insane. <sighs> All right, Aaron. You yes, where, Kevin. You know anywhere I learned? Yes, tell me what you learned. So I, I decided to look up something very quick because I knew it would go long. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to look up when can the FBI investigate murder. Oh. Because that is a, a thing that comes up <laughs> way too much this episode. They threaten the FBI. They want the FBI. They don't want the FBI. We it, want the FBI. Riverdale has sort of used the FBI as the super police, which is not what the FBI is, but that's kind of what they treat them as. Yeah, it's like, the police aren't enough. Let's go to more police. Yeah, which is somewhat true. So here's a quick list of the federal jurisdictions related to murder. Okay. Um, a local or state department can request the FBI helps as a um, uh, essentially a murder who's fleeing an unlawful flight to avoid prosecution. Okay. Now, 
the important thing to, po- to point out is the FBI will not investigate the murder. They just, just catch the guy. Right. So, like, the crossing state lines thing will track down this murder. Yeah, a lot of interstate stuff here. Um, if, a hom- if a homicide occurs on federal property, an Indian reservation, because they still use that language on Ooh, this website. <laughs> they probably still do in legal documents in the states. Yeah. Or is committed by a c- civilian on board a U.S. Navy or U.S. merchant marine ship in international waters. Or is committed by a civilian on a U.S. military base worldwide. I think we can assume that does not apply. Well, maybe. Uktana land. Yeah, but I think it's a fi- it's like it's not a reservation, though. Also, this happened in a different town, yeah. so. Um, uh, another federal violation is also in play when the victim was killed, such as like a hate crime where the person's civil rights were violated. Um, a teller or security guard is murdered during the robbery of a federally insured bank. Hmm. Or a kidnapping where the victim was taken across state lines, so... Also not... But I feel like in this circumstance, Hiram is fleeing. I, I was saying that they could probably get him to for the fleeing thing, yeah. but... Uh, and he did actually flee the yeah. scene of the murder. The murder victim is a U.S. president or other elected or appointed federal official, oh, such man. as a cabinet minister member or member of Congress. He's not the president, so I think we can probably go off on that one. Oh, man, Vito, why can't you be in Congress? The murder victim is a federal judge, uh... A federal prosecutor or a federal law enforcement official, such as FBI, DA, IRS, or Secret Service agent, none of which Vito was. Um, this one, they could potentially make work. The purpose of the murder was to promote a criminal enterprise, such Ooh. as an organized crime and drug trafficking. True. So they... I would not say that his murder was actually to promote a criminal enterprise. But it, was, it was a part of his criminal enterprises. It was revenge. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, he a, got his criminal enterprise. Yeah. And then just a uh, court officer or juror was murdered in retaliation of testimony given a trial. Um, involved violent crimes against interstate travelers, such as serial killings, which is why Betty was able to do the all that stuff with the truckers. And, Except and, the FBI was just busy getting rid of prostitutes. So I sorry, sex workers <laughs> on the highway. Um, the murder affects interstate commerce, such as a murder for hire, or where the U.S. Postal Service is used to send items to cause the death of the recipient. So if... <laughs> if, if he had mailed a bomb to Vito. If he had, yeah, if he would mailed the bomb, it'd be, <laughs> yeah, that'd be a thing there. Uh, but those are when the FBI can get involved in murder. Hey, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. So this episode, did you find yourself just one, just one CW moment? Did I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment where logic found itself in an episode of Riverdale? I did. The moment I choose is Tom Keller asking Kevin Keller if he would be a deputy. <laughs> you want to be a deputy? No, nah, I want to go to Broadway. Because cool. what? Why would Tom possibly think that Kevin, with his background and stated interests, would want to be a police deputy? Now, admittedly, Kevin has always been around for those. But they only did it to spark the drama of Kevin going back to New York. You think, yeah. You think you think Fangs would be if you'd ask Fangs. Fangs is always also there for stuff. Yeah, Fangs would be a great deputy. He needs a job. <laughs> Can't be a trucker anymore. But can he be a deputy and a gang member? Yes. Kevin, did you find a CW moment? Man, there's a lot. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the pitchforks and torches. Like, 
GD Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> the fact that it's pitchforks and torches. Like I like I understand eventually, like, oh, we're comparing it to a witch trial. But to have them literally walk up pitchfork and torch, like that's when I'm like, oh yeah, Nana Rose, she's lying. There's what, There's no way. There's what, no way any of this is true. Yeah. How could it be in her journal? When did she write this? Who she, wrote this journal? Did she write it after she was captured? Was she standing there at the fire, like frantically scribbling in her journal and then and, threw it into the woods? And nobody's like, We should go get that. Like <laughs> that could incriminate us. Like we understand that also, yes, we know that other blossoms are around. But if other blossoms are around, how did this happen? Like, those two things can't be true. And why did the other blossoms record this in Abigail's journal? <laughs> what is happening? What so, is, is happening? Look, look, look. We kept this as short as we possibly could. We are doing a retrospective next week. It might just be about this episode and how it broke this entire season well, slash series. We don't be, know. Definitely be this episode back <laughs> yeah we, th- there's no starting at the front and coming forward we are going from here back and understanding oh, yeah. how we possibly got here yep 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 but i mean if you want to uh, if, if, if you want that you need to do something for us you need to give us those ratings reviews and subscriptions on apple podcast or your podcaster of choice and you need to tell us your questions that we need to answer we are on social media it's podcast moa podcast moa at instagram at twitter and at gmail.com Yep, and you can check out my books. They're available at KevinWearBooks.com. And I'm at a flimsyplan.com. And we'll see you next week. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs>